0: Welcome to the e-commerce disruptors podcast where alongside digital marketing experts, we give you our best tips techniques and insights on how you can be a disruptor in your industry. Hey everyone. This is Noel Lopez from e-commerce disruptors, and we are extremely excited to welcome our guest today and seek and really we're going to be covering and speaking about the e-commerce business school, which just covers a variety of different approaches to your online store. Uh, we're extremely excited to have you, Anne, and if you want to take a moment, just introduce yourself.
1: Awesome. Thank you. A thrilled to be here. Um, so Anne Sieg, and I've done an, a number of different businesses. Um, with my husband, we were in real estate investment. We had an auto glass replacement business. And then I came online in 2004, and that's when everything changed. Um, so I did online marketing, had some training manuals that I released back in 2007. We did extremely well with I was partnering with my eldest son at that time. Um, And so we basically taught people how to build online sales funnels. It was our thing for quite a number of years. It's what I do literally every day of the week. That's what I do. um, And we shifted into e-commerce fall of 2013. It was kind of looping back actually because my boys had an eBay business when they were real little. And so it was like, oh, yeah, e-commerce world, come on. And so um, it's just gone unbelievably well and here we are you know at the time of this recording through corona and it's just exploded it's it's insane to end up being in the good bucket (laughs) during you know and it's sad some are not i feel really badly for those who didn't end up in a good bucket but it really the message is it's a good thing to be online how about we say that
0: absolutely and and i actually saw through linkedin you know people have been posting consistently and I saw mention it was just uh, essentially kind of a, a drawing where it was CEO, CTO, and then coronavirus. And, and it, it did ask, it's like, what did drive your 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 shift into digital? And it's 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 kind of you have to make that change right now. It's it's absolutely vital and essential. And yeah. something um, just your background is is pretty incredible. I know um, you'd mentioned that previously owning that that windshield replacement business, mm-hmm. and almost overnight it, it it just kind of was. It's gone.
1: Yep. And, a new law wiped it out just like that.
0: So when that happened, how you know what what kind of went through your head and, and how did you immediately make that shift? That it's
1: so drastic. Well, um it was, my husband went out to do it, and I was homeschooling at that time. I homeschooled for 12 years, and the boys would work in the business as well. So it was really a bummer for my husband. Um, basically, it was, had to do with advertising laws, and this has been the plague and the bane that is part of the online space of all the advertising laws that just continue to follow me 15, 16 <laughs> years later. Um, you know, it was actually um, my eldest son and I ended up partnering up. Um, and the fuel to that fire was reading um, Robert Kiyosaki's books, Rich Dad, Poor Dad and Cashflow Quadrant. And I, it just kind of opened up my mind that it was going to move beyond. We had done real estate investment as well. And we did the windshield, but, and so it was by my son and I working together, he became an affiliate marketer. He was like 20 years old and he was the top affiliate for uh, Best Western, Walmart, he did extremely well, primarily through Google AdWords. And then independently, I too started my study in online marketing. Then we came together as partners. Uh, We partnered up in 2005. Um, And so it was really because of being um, resourceful and um, using the resources within my family, my son, whom I had schooled and taught, you know, um, because they grew up in a, a business home kind of thing. Anyway, so we just, we blew it up and it was because... Uh, the catalyst was reading those books. And then I gave an open platform within our home that to pursue business was a very worthy and noble thing to do, which I think it is.
0: Absolutely. And it sounds, you know, keeping it within the family has been really successful for for you. That's that's been incredible. And so I know, you know, I know that you have this background in digital marketing and I'm just curious, how did you end up shifting, you know, the training company, your training company into Mm -hmm. into the e-commerce space and and what really drove that decision?
1: Well, what really drove that decision is um, (laughs) the previous industry that I was marketing, which was direct sales, network marketing, MLM, um, the advertising platforms do not like that um, business model. And so every which way we turn, no matter what advertising platform we're on, they would well, they would shut our account down. So that happened with Facebook, it happened with um, uh, Google AdWords. And so it's like, okay, clearly we're in the wrong industry. Um, and so it was e-commerce, we were introduced to that fall of 2013. And it was like, well, we have some we have some background in this. And so we shifted and I'm a trainer. I love to train I love to build communities of people. And so we basically took our, our community we had at that time and we shifted into e-commerce. And the success of our students in e-commerce is like 10x when you're trying to teach people how to build sales funnels and direct response marketing. It's a pretty advanced skill set. And whereas e-commerce isn't, you're selling a product. You know, it's you don't need a 21-page sales letter to sell a product, you know. I mean, there is a lot of finesse to it, but nothing like digital marketing in that world. So it was kind of born out of necessity. And so it's like we made a pivot and it's proven to be a really, really good
0: wow that's that's incredible and, and I just I, I can see you know kind of even with the passion that you speak about with with the training it, it really seems to be um just just your love right there mm-hmm. so, in terms of that actual training method how how have you really structured that because you know for someone just just jumping into this and entering it it, it might al- almost seem overwhelming where, where do I start how do I how do I get ramped up and, and what can I expect
1: yeah I'm a huge believer in leverage, especially if you're a newbie. And what I mean by leverage is taking advantage of existing proven sales funnels, AKA introducing Amazon. Um, and I do teach above and beyond Amazon, but Amazon is such a fast leg up. And so you can come in either as, um, merchant fulfilled seller or FBA fulfilled by Amazon. So we primarily teach that because you get in front of the prime buyers, When you're an FBA seller. And so basically, I call it the spoiling me rotten model. They did that with their Prime program. They spoil us rotten, don't they, with their two free day shipping. They also spoil us rotten as third party sellers. So we have taught just about every method possible uh, of sourcing. Sourcing means finding the products. And of course, people get very vexed. How do I know it's going to be the right product? Will it even sell? That is a very good question to ask. So we start them off with arbitrage, which you could almost consider like the preschool sounds too dismissive, but it kind of is, because it's just such a beautiful place to start. You're just tapping into what is already proven to be selling. So arbitrage means to buy low and sell high. So we've made that our mainstay, because we've had as many as like five, six different, we had sourcing from China, China uh, someone who lives in China is a sourcing agent. But anyways, all to say, with every sourcing method as you progress, there, You introduce more and more var- variables for there's um, a greater level of risk. So if you start, for example, I'm a source in China, which as we know, these are very interesting times. So it's just right. an anomaly right now. But um, that is just wrought with a hundred variables, <laughs> many, many, many times more variables than the purest, you know, a more a simpler form of the arbitrage model. And so you have people who teach that. That's what you do. You go find your one hit wonder. And then you got someone who's ordering a container of products. Oops, uh, it's not selling. Oops. Oh, that was 30,000 in inventory. You know, so we have people start at this really simple level of arbitrage. Mm -hmm. But where we really change, and we have three separate courses on that, because they're kind of a different method. Mm -hmm. But all to say, what's really powerful is when you do the online method, we bring into that is, It's not just a sourcing method. This is a business model that you can set up in advance with systems and teams to run them in place for you. So that's really part and parcel of where we start people is with online arbitrage. You're going to enter into this with our three pillars of e-commerce success, which is to generate cash flow. That's like, you better have that or you're going to die on the vine. (laughs) And then you need to build systems because systems are true assets within a business. And then you have teams to run them for you. And so by teaching them this method, and we do it in a 90-day sprint, they can have a business that can become fully automated. It doesn't happen with the snap of a finger and this and that. You have to build it. But we guide people through that process. So, you know, big picture view, people like, okay, should I start with Shopify, for example? Just, we know there's tons of Shopify courses. We know people can run to China. Just for a beginner It all has to do with how many variables are in that bag, that that bag that you're grabbing, how many variables, because the more variables, the more likely there is risk of something not working. And trust me, there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And so you wanna mitigate and bring it down to the most, what's the easiest thing that I can learn to at least have a fighting chance of building a strong foundation. So that yeah, eventually, as you learn the systems and having a team, you can go into the more advanced sourcing methods.
0: Absolutely, and and you brought up a good point—the the is rotten, which is we as consumers are so used to, kind of the, the immediate uh, gratification when purchasing these products, how quickly we can obtain them, and and the, the whole process is so important to streamline that. And it sounds like like really you've you've created a model that that's going to teach it exactly that. Just here's exactly what you need. That the the, the that entry point and here's how you're going to grow from there and exactly. ramp up with that success. And I think what what you mentioned too was even those three pillars of e-commerce sounds like it's it's, it's absolutely vital um, to your training method and, and that 90-day sprint. So in terms of that 90-day sprint and growing through e-commerce, how has coronavirus affected that with, with specifically with Amazon and, and how have people had to pivot that with, with everything happening right now?
1: Very good question. Um, the one main pivot that we had to advise our sellers, specifically again for Amazon, FBA sellers who have to ship their products in, and there too, you can have someone else do that for you yeah. to get the automation. Mm-hmm. Um, but what happened is Amazon, they, they're they exploding so rapidly, they literally physically cannot keep up with it. Believe it or not, they remove their, you know how they tried to do upsells? Like Oh, customers often buy this, this, and that with okay, this, right? Things. That's gone. It's removed from their site because they can't keep up with the volume. Yeah. They've hired 170,000 people in a matter of six weeks. Anyway, so the main thing is they then said, "Okay, FBA sellers, you can only sell or, or ship in in these six main categories: uh, babies. Um, th- these ones deemed essential. Right. Oh, what do I do now? Well, then we put together training on merchant fulfilled." because we primarily focused on FBA. Well, there was a solution. There's always a solution. Look right. for the solution. So then we train them on uh, Merchant Fulfilled and they're like, yay, what a godsend. And they just had to learn how to then ship it directly into or to the customer, Merchant Fulfilled. FBA is when you ship to the warehouse and then they, their whole machine takes in over there. So we did that. And the other thing is, um, it's, it's Q4 all over again for our sellers. Um, So Q4 is the hot selling season with all the holidays. Mm -hmm. And so what's happened with Corona is because people are more quarantined and they're fearful to go to the stores, they're buying online. And so um, 26% growth for a company that big, that big, that fast. Um, So it's been yippee time for our sellers. (laughs) You know, I mean, quite honestly, personal care items have been and replenishables. Mac and cheese, people want their comfort food. That's going huge, through the roof. Huge ball. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's been um, extremely beneficial. But the one little pivot was just, oh, we can't, you know, ship in from all our normal categories. Well, then you just sell merchant fulfilled, shipping directly. And so they feel very empowered now. Right. As a result, it it ended up being a, I don't know, if you want to call it a good? I like, guess oh, a good thing that there was a, this solution that they could do that. So. It's, it's really been an absolutely breathtaking uh, to see this take place. Now, here's the residue of this is I saw this thing out and in so many other areas of the culture at large is and that's just the beginning because what, it's all about habituating people. So you habituate them into buying online because of Corona and then they get habituated into Amazon, they get spoiled on the two-day. Well, guess what's going to happen? They're not going to resume back purely if you will or resume their previous shopping habits they may to an extent right but guaranteed they have now gone up a notch another group of customers have come in my parents i don't think they've ever bought online that i'm aware of um but you know people who had not done this or anywhere near to the level or think about prime memberships how much has that grown so it's it's really been like a, a massive Fireball um, is what Corona did to Amazon. Now, the interesting thing about the rest of the e-commerce space is what we call spillage. Amazon can't keep up with it, and people go, how long do I have to wait? So everybody in the e-commerce space is getting to benefit from Amazon while it has its spillage issues of not keeping up with it, and I read that recently. People are running off to other e-commerce sites. So everyone's getting blessed, so to speak as e-commerce
0: sellers absolutely there's there's such a huge opportunity and i think you bring up an incredible point where we're talking landscape has been fundamentally changed yes. we, brick and mortar has been dying out slowly over the years and, and really we, we've seen a lot of brands switching over to digital and, and making that change but but here we have a catalyst that's that's driving this it's it's you have to there's no longer that right. that you can't have that hesitation. You can't have that pause. And due to that, I I agree with you. Absolutely. Buying habits for consumers are are now going to be fundamentally different moving forward. And no one's really quite sure how, how long this is going to last, but already it's, it's creating that habit. People are going online. It's, it's, it's going to be so much different. And it's, it's honestly going to be really interesting to see how that affects you know brands as a whole once once this this does begin to clear up and and we begin to gravitate or or go back to some sense of normalcy
1: i can I give a great example of that that I just yeah. read about <laughs> Panera you know Panera bread yes Panera the, yeah, okay, so business owners have to innovate that's that's what we do, and so I read their article and they're like and it was about their their board there it was the staff, and they're like, okay, so we're quarantined. We have the ability to get all this fresh produce. What do we do? Yeah, Panera groceries, mm-hmm. and I'm like, <laughs> bingo. So they not so they have the takeout, and then while that person is doing their takeout, they can add in their blueberries and their this and their that. Right. E-commerce disruption, right? Huge, huge, and it's I, I love it. It's funny you mentioned that. I
0: actually, I was speaking to a friend of mine who said they had used that, and they're like, "Wow, this is you know." unexpected but it's it's that adaptability you 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 that pivot to be able to move so quickly is is just incredible and it's vital really for any business especially during a time like this huge
1: yeah i loved it i thought there you go the finest of business um finesse you know is you got to learn how a shift you know it used to be said that if you're not online you're not in business and my thing is if you're not in e-commerce you're not in business that's where we're going
0: Absolutely. And, and again, I think it's, it's crazy to see what was the timeline that, that may have taken, you know, a few years has been sped up exponentially because, because of this pandemic and it's, it's, you know, businesses, you, you, you gotta jump in and make that move. Otherwise, like you said, you, you won't be a business any longer if you're, if you're not able to adjust to that strategy.
1: Yep. You gotta adapt or die. I think is another way to look at it. And yeah. I don't know. I am, I'm so grateful that, you know, um I, I'm just extremely grateful because I know what it's like to lose a brick and mortar. And just, the just the e-commerce space, and I call it to deep blue oceans and beyond, it is limitless. Right. It's limitless. We we only can imagine it just a sliver of what really the potential is. Um and this whole new brave world as a result of corona, it, it's forever changed. Uh, college systems, everything is gonna change. Oh, yeah. Everything. And that's
0: we're speaking about e-commerce, but yeah, everywhere in every capacity, this this really is impacting everyone in their lives, um, and and it's like you said, going to be a crazy new world once once we do start going back to 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 a sense of normalcy. It's yeah. So yeah, well, we get to be
1: the catalyst
0: of it. Yeah, and and that's the thing. It's it's being a part of this. It's it's great. It's it's you know, um being able to. To at least just segue into into a, a new an entire new way, um, and of course you you know being mindful of, of the impact that it's had both both bad and good and, and trying to, to see the silver lining there is, is always very important. Um, yeah. So the the last thing I did want to ask about is just in terms of sourcing with as as a new Amazon seller, what what would you say is is really the best method?
1: Well, arbitrage in general, I am going to say the easiest and the fastest is local retail arbitrage, which just means having the Amazon seller app on your phone. Right. You scan products and, you know, instantly it, it's, it's just so ridiculously fast. It's, it's kind of silly. You know, I mean, you can be scanning, get your product shipped in and it's not uncommon if you do everything right. You know, there's, there's all these parameters, variables you have to be aware of that it can sell as soon as it hits the warehouse. That does happen. I don't guarantee that by any means. But if you're buying in the 1%, there's fewer Amazon sellers and all the criteria. That's by far the fastest and easiest. And I normally would recommend that. But here we are, although states are opening up. Um, but online is my next because online, what I love is you can enter into that game right out of the get-go, setting up... To, Setting up as your goal to have an automated income stream—it's—it's—it's it's, it's amazing, and that's having systems in place and MPA's to do the work for you. It takes time to build it up, so I would say emphatically, LRA is the fastest you can. We have people who just scan; they start in their house just to get a feel for it. Um, but that's predicated on being comfortable going into the local stores. And I'm going to tell you my sellers are doing it (laughs) because there's gold in those stores. They're buying it to flip and sell on Amazon and they make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, they're like, I'll go to the store. Everyone else is afraid to go to the store. I'll go to the store and I'll source and sell and make money. But anyways, but online, it, I guess it's really what the person wants as an outcome. Um, if they want to have it more automated, it definitely is the online method. It's really what we're focused on right now, especially with Corona. You can just do it all online and not even have to think about going to stores.
0: Right. And that's that's a huge benefit, especially, you know, this has impacted so many people and being able to have, you know, take this approach and, and essentially build a, a new business is, is an incredible opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, and just with the ramp up as, as well, as you mentioned, that, that, that 90 days being able to get a good understanding and, and really set a foundation to, to then yes. have that success. So. And I, I did want to say, you know, first of all, we greatly appreciate you having, having you come on the show and, and, and you know, cover the, this topic. And one thing that I did want to mention to our viewers out there is that uh, the e-commerce business school is actually going to be offering a free uh, a giveaway for a free webinar. So huge opportunity. What we're going to be doing is including the link uh, when we post this and want to make sure that you guys are taking advantage of that. Uh, great opportunity. You've heard it here for man first and Want to make sure that, that you guys take advantage of that and lastly, you know, here's a an opportunity during during everything going on and, and again that silver lining to you know Expand what it is you can do and and, and those capabilities, especially through this online uh, online store
1: Absolutely, it's been a privilege to be here. Carp Diem, seize the day. I think that's where we're at. These are the day, This is it. That's the exciting thing. Where this has been very devastating, no doubt. I know, but there is something to to grab a hold of here and change dramatically change your life.
0: Yes, absolutely. So, uh, and did you have any, you know, before before we let you go, uh, any any uh, last last kind of message to to our viewers out there?
1: Well, we're in the 21st century, and the 21st century is about adaptability. We've got to adapt. I've always taught my, my three sons, you know, you have to acquire skills. It's a skill building thing. And uh, I am going to say you shift into the e-commerce space. The opportunities are virtually limitless. So wherever you start, just know there is an endless ocean of opportunity beyond that. It's, it's, it's you, guaranteed you'll have a, gear, a career somewhere in this vast, huge world of e-commerce. It's very exciting.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So, and thank you again so much for your time. Appreciate everyone that tuned in. Uh, again, we'll be providing that link for the webinar giveaway. This has been the e commerce Disruptors Podcast presented by Electric Engine. Subscribe today to stay up to date on all future episodes. Please follow us at Electric Engine on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, or shoot us an email at podcast at electricengine.com. That's engine spelled E-N-J-I-N. Feel free to leave us any comments or questions about this episode and let us know what you'd want to hear on future episodes. Until next time, thanks for listening.